gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay-ish. Hello everyone in the podcast universe, this is Gayish. The podcast that marches to the beat of its own dumb. <laughs> Boy, does it. Boy, howdy. <laughs> How many things that we say that start out dumb end up sort of sounding smart and then are actually dumb? <laughs> Isn't that what we do? Yeah, Isn't that like 99%? I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Guts. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Speaking of dumb. Oh, God. I wanted to tell you about some feedback we got uh, from someone, a Canadian listener. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all. We have listeners in Canada. That's right. the real takeaway from this. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to internationally broadcast <laughs> podcast. So this uh, Stephen Bland, I asked if I could use his name. He said yes. He, um, after the music episode where you talked about K.D. Lang, I made jokes about Canada. And he was like, uh, he sent a, a really kind but critical. I guess that's right. Or critical. Like he was like. Your jokes clearly show that you don't know much about gay Canadian culture, but, you know, I, I know that their jokes still like the podcast. So true. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I went to a bathhouse in Canada once. Oh, yeah. So you're <laughs> totally qualified now. <laughs> that's all you need. And uh, it's just the most ironic part about this is that I actually think right now canada's way better place for gay people like oh, yeah u.s like i made jokes about like u.s is the right place to go and like but that's literally opposite of what i believe because right. like <laughs> get the fuck out of the u.s canada has not only a hot prime minister but one that marches in the fucking pride parade i want to do so many dirty things to justin trudeau just while he's waving a pride flag yeah yep you could shove his pride flag everywhere we can eat poutine. Oh, got it. I don't, no, that's a real thing. Okay, I want to make sure I don't, in apologizing to Canada, say offensive things to Canada again. They do eat poutine, though. That These are just facts. Do you think they use poutine in a dirty way? But yes, Stephen Bland, thank you for your feedback. Totally fair comment. And my, I, we say a lot of mean things about a lot of people. And I always want people to feel like they're included in the joke, not being made fun of. Um, so uh, I thought I'd at least share my actual things, feelings about Canada. Also, not me, man. Like, um, let's, stir, let's, let's stir the pot. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, Canadians, how's it feel to be America Junior? <laughs> God, well, Mike, this is the part where we're trying to be nice to Canada. Yeah. We're, we're wooing a country of people. Treat them like you treat the guys on the nicer of the dating apps. Oh, I am. <laughs> oh, you just belittle guys to uh, get them to love you? Yep. I just, um, I, I want to be a daddy. And I hear that one way to accomplish that is just treat them bad. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Good work. Good work, Stephen Bland. And thanks for keeping us honest. Thanks, Stephen. Actually, but seriously, please, can we move there? Yeah. Uh, well... <laughs> We're about to get bombed by North Korea. I'm hoping that maybe maybe Canada. Cause maybe Canada will have us. Maybe uh, Stephen Bland will, now that we've made up, will let us stay at his place. Oh, Canada, BT dubs, legalized same-sex marriage 10 fucking years before U.S. So, you know, good work, Canada. You're, you're just nailing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like in a country. So a quick correction. In the episode, I forget what episode it was. You talked about a scientist named Dr. Chrome who 
made a browser that everybody loves. <laughs> I did not laugh at that joke. It's just dead ass silence after it. I want to correct that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> Please edit in a laughter there. Correction. <laughs> That was hilarious. So. <laughs> I feel like my delivery of that was uh, my like sometimes my dryness uh, affects people's ability to react appropriately. <laughs> In bed, also. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nobody it's likes just, dryness. <laughs> no, you gotta lube that shit up so everyone knows, so it goes in easy. Yep. I'm talking about jokes still. By the way, <laughs> yeah. jokes lube them up. I went to have you been to gay city coffee or the coffee shop in gay city in what, seattle maybe this morning really Co like it's like called collide yes i went there this morning okay kalaka kalaka we should find out who it actually is okay. <laughs> we got close enough in case they want to sponsor us <laughs> they, they obviously won't after oh, okay so okay. kamukalunga coffee it's a gay friendly LGBT, queer, everything friendly space. And even though Seattle is, and Capitol Hill, a neighborhood in Seattle is super gay friendly in general, it's, I, I was sitting, I went there to um, do some work, do some writing. And I was just reminded being in a place that is not just has the little safe space sticker, but is intentionally very purposefully queer friendly yeah. mm -hmm. is just so... There's, there's just, I, I, I realize how much of my guard I have up when I go to normal coffee shops. Oh yeah. Oh, I shouldn't call it normal. When I go to the, the, the average coffee shop that's mixed company <laughs> and it's it just like, there's like this comfort of if I have a rainbow flag pulled up on a website, cause I'm researching gay things, it does not phase me now. Whereas I'll think about it, you know, how, oh, who's looking at this and you know, we talked about safe spaces a while ago, but like. Those those spaces are so affirming, even for me, even for someone who's out, even in a liberal city, just being in that space makes you feel like you're part of something, like you belong. And, and those are really important. And, and I I need to, I feel like I need to go there more just to feel a part of a community that cares about me. Well, and maybe make sure that they don't get shut down because of some mega corporation coffee shop place yes. that you might have heard the name of that I won't say now. Uh, <laughs> uh, prices them out. So we need we need to keep patronizing. I need to keep patronizing the spaces that offer queer friendly spaces and 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 keep going there to feel feel good and and feel a part of something and get to let my guard down. I mean, bless you. Thank you. Did you queef? <clears throat> yep. Okay. It's uh, out of my nose because I've been nose blasting. Um, <laughs> nose queef. <laughs> uh, do you have anything before we get into our topic? Sorry, it's just like there's just so much up there. You did, you <laughs> double nose blasted last night, so <laughs> so you've got a lot to work out of your system. Do you need a neti pot? Neti pots are the douche of the nose. <laughs> Yeah, but you, you do it ass to nose, as we found out in the X-rated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, episode, or mm -hmm. the X's episode. Yeah. How's that working out for you? Real dirty, <laughs> but real good. Great. That's how I like it. <laughs> do you have anything else? Oh, yes, I do. I was in Orlando for a fraternity conference, which is our every other summer we have a national conference. This time it was in Orlando. That sounds and like my wet dream. A fraternity conference in Orlando? Yeah, a fraternity conference anywhere. Okay, so... 
Don't take this away from me, Mike. No. Oh, I thought you were about to ruin it. Oh, no. I, I mean, what, I ruin everything. But the, uh, it was. <laughs> uh, it's interesting to me how much this next generation does not give a fuck about gay people. Because there was this just bro-y, 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 bro-bro who mm. uh, like lifted up his shirt and showed all of the gay fraternity brothers his abs, which were magnificent. And they let them take a picture of him with his shirt lifted up. I was like, and then he and then he talked about how much he loves Trump. Like he's a Trump supporter, but is like totally down with being objectified by a bunch of queer queer fraternity brothers. That's not the point of my story. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, maybe we'll blur his face and post the picture on the site or something. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> No, so so as I think I've talked about before, I, I've, I'm part of a, a really, really large national fraternity, Sigma Phi Epsilon, and we have a significant number of out gay fraternity brothers, and a lot of us are still involved with the fraternity as volunteers in when, one respect or another. And you're Archduke Governor of the West? Uh, uh, yep. Okay, good. I'm, I'm, I'm now uh, the district governor for... Alaska, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. I was not that far away. No, you did great. You did great. Anyway, so there's this sort of secret fraternity within the fraternity of gay brothers. And so we all got together and we went to the Pulse nightclub in Orlando there. And if you lived inside of a box and don't remember this happening, uh, two years ago, 49 people were shot and killed um, there and another 50 something were injured. And it was a big, big deal for the gay community and, and continues to be. The, the nightclub. And, and especially for the Latino community, a lot of the people there were both gay and Latino. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm afraid of sounding hyperbolic, but I found it way more moving than going to Ground Zero in, in, in New York. And it's because there are all of these pictures and little trinkets and flowers and notes of encouragement and uh a big like rainbow shrine and it was really really intense being there was super intense and we all got in a circle and we lit a candle and everybody talked uh spoke from the heart about just the feelings that they were having in the moment uh, of being there and then uh we all had roses and we laid roses at the site and not a dry eye in the crowd. Oh, it was it was really it was really really powerful. One of the guys that was there uh, was friends with one of the victims, wow. and, and uh, he he shared his his story and what their relationship was like. And it just goes to show you don't have to go very far, like six degrees of separation, at least within the gay community. You don't have to go very far to know somebody that was directly impacted by that that uh, experience, or yeah. that event. Yeah, a terrible version of like kevin bacon game yeah exactly exactly um thank you for saving that because like you know <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of gayish if i didn't depress the fucking shit out of everybody <laughs> that was listening well <clears throat> do we want to lift everyone back up by talking about animals great yeah we're gonna talk about animals <laughs> oh wait did you but before do we have anything else before we talk about animals i had a dream uh-huh that donald trump made an announcement on twitter of course yeah that the federal government was cracking down and that podcasts are no longer a thing and all of them disappeared. And you and I were sitting around going, our life is over. <laughs> we have we have this wonderful episode to post and we can't post it because there's no such thing anymore. We, 
if you take away all the equipment, then it's just you and I staring at each other across a table. So it'd get really weird if we didn't have microphones in front of us. That's true. It's really true. Yeah. So plea, uh, a plea to Donald Trump. <laughs> Leave podcasts alone. I, I doubt he knows what a podcast is. He doesn't seem to... <laughs> <laughs> down with the times. I don't know if he knows what Twitter is. Like, does he... <laughs> He thinks it's his own personal journal. Yeah. <laughs> and then someone is eventually going to be like, hey, everyone can read that. He's like, wait, you mean my, my Twitter journal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about animals. So I'm going to go first. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to tell you about dolphins. Okay. The reason I'm going to tell the you. Miami dolphins. The Miami dolphins. They <laughs> have sex for pleasure. <laughs> they. Oh, I would watch that porn. <laughs> oh, my God. If you take everything I say and turn it into the Miami dolphins, this is going to be <laughs> hilarious, sir. Okay. Oh, God. This is. Okay. This is great. Um, anyway, the reason I want to tell you about dolphins mm -hmm. um, and actually the inspiration for the episode being about animals is because I think we have a contender for new best news article headline. Oh, Let me better better than the, the Brazilian Brazilian soccer player double, double hand, hand job scandal video. Let me see what you think. <laughs> okay. Um I saw I saw an article called Researchers Stumble Upon Gay Dolphin Orgy Off Australian Coast. <laughs> Great. What more do you want? Like <laughs> yes. Gay Dolphin orgy. Gay dolphin orgy. It, Australian it, dolphins. They all had Australian accents, which yeah. made it even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> they they cooked shit on the Barbie. <laughs> they lived in kangaroo pouches. Oh, no. I'm okay. <laughs> Coming next week, an apology to Australia. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, all news is good news. All press is good press. Okay. Hey, Australia. Hey, Australia. Fuck yourself and your dolphins. You're barely a country. <laughs> God, no, I love Australia. I love Australia too. Okay, Sydney's my favorite city in the whole world. I've never been there, but there. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> then I started like looking this up and there were several articles. So that was in out.com, um, but there was also one in pink news and an article in unicorn booty, which is in fact a site. This reputable site. Reputable unicorn site. Unicorn booty. <laughs> okay. Unicorn Booty started their article with the sentence, in case you didn't realize, dolphins are really slutty. <laughs> Which, hello, slut shaming. Yeah, right? <laughs> Come on, Unicorn Booty. There are young, impressionable dolphins who are going to get the wrong idea about sex if you... What? The orgy? <laughs> okay, it's funny you say that. The orgy was between mostly juveniles. <laughs> oh, great. There were 15... Why didn't that make the headline? <laughs> Ju juvenile, gay, gay juvenile dolphin orgy? That that pushes the line. Maybe they were saving it, it that. It makes it worse if you say teen orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Australian dolphin teen oh, orgy. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, so the, the story was 15 male dolphins, mostly juveniles, were all had sex together. They would break off into four subgroups mm -hmm. and then come back together. So they were having an orgy, the yeah. normal orgy stuff. Yeah, but first they were like, okay, bears over here, <laughs> otters over here, twinks over here. Let's identify the tops and the bottoms yeah, yep, yep. with 
Now that we got that sorted, sorted out, let's just have a hurricane of underwater fucking. Get to the fucking. <laughs> um, also, my they didn't say this in the article. My guess is that it was unprotected sex. I'm, yeah, probably. I doubt they were taking their prep. Condom use is really low yeah. in the dolphin population. Yeah, well, it's because they preach abstinence, abstinence only, so no one learns how to really apply a condom to their dolphin dick. <laughs> Um, and then one it also oh my god what and probably no lube either oh yeah and like underwater i like that just dries out all your moisture that's there so oh no sorry teen Dol- teen dolphins were like had a rude awakening when they're like oh, 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 oh i got a tiny blowhole <laughs> <laughs> they act that's one of the things they do they literally shove it in each other's blowholes the male dolphin because like the male dolphins need to find a hold of fuck shove it in your blowhole <laughs> um okay so one dolphin researcher was quoted in all three articles as an expert krista nicholson can you imagine being the go-to dolphin orgy expert? Like, right. <laughs> we've spotted a dolphin orgy. Call up Krista. Yeah. Krista. Krista. <laughs> tell us about this. Please be a guest on our show. I would love Krista <laughs> to tell us about dolphin orgies. Yes. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Okay, so. <laughs> How do you write a grant for that? <laughs> like, I would like $300,000 to study Dolphin orgies. So there, she's part of a group that, um, out of a university that actually does research on dolphins because they're monitoring it for like along the coastline. So like, this is a real thing. Like she's a university. I I'm guessing they have some kind of grant or money. Like Krista makes money off of partially, you know, juvenile dolphin orgies. Which, if I knew that was a job career before mm-hmm. I got into college, <laughs> um, I wonder too if it's like the internet, how like porn really makes everything happen. If it's like if the dolphin orgy grants are are like the reason that we have all of this other dolphin research, like that's just <laughs> that gets your foot in the door. <laughs> that gets your yeah, that gets your foot in your blowhole. That gets your fin in the blowhole. <laughs> okay. Also, there is a YouTube video that is written, directed, and and stars fucking Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. That's a horrible accent. Where she, it's graphic. Like, it, it's all, like, fake dolphins, but, like, they're, like, cardboard. Like, they show you. Oh, I thought you were going to say that she, she was fucking some dolphins. She was part of the orgy. She was one of the non-juveniles. <laughs> no, it's, like, about dolphin sex, and Isabella fucking Rossellini was is that her middle name yes okay. yes okay. isabella f, f. rosalie <laughs> um just telling you all the fucked up shit with visuals about so they masturbate against rocks oh ouch god unless that's code for drugs like rocks isn't that one of the drugs but still yeah like um, like, like a crack rock I, sure <laughs> i always rub crack rocks on my dick I think every time we talk about drugs, it's really clear we don't do drugs. You don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> no idea. Um, yeah, I, I ate the crack so good, and it made me whatever the feeling is you get from crack. <laughs> I felt that for the right amount of time. Um, they use echolocation to stimulate each other's genitals. 
Mm. Which good work, dolphins. That's some next level blowjob shit. Okay, like, okay, wait. Everyone out there, turn your speakers up. <laughs> Put it to your crotch. Are you ready? Here goes. <laughs> Did you come? <laughs> <laughs> We are offering you so many forms of pleasure in this. Audio, physical, emotional. Multimedia firestorm. International, multimedia. Um, Okay, I already talked. They literally do the blowhole sex. Um, They also do thin sex when there's two females. Oh. They use their fins as like. Like scissoring? No, no, no. Like one fin in the, the dolphin's vagina. Oh. I don't have a vagina, but I imagine that doesn't feel good. But like they do. Oh, none of this shit seems yeah. like it would feel good, except the echolocation. Um, and <laughs> according to oh one, God. so according to one researcher, uh, dolphins engage in extensive bisexuality combined with periods of exclusive homosexuality. Huh. Yeah. Apparently, dolphins love to get their fuck on. Good for you, dolphins. Go get it, dolphins. We support you. Just be safer next time. Dolphin. And maybe, maybe get a little bit older before you fuck each other. Yeah. It's a cultural thing. Or <laughs> maybe like the few adults that were part of it. Like that's not for you. <laughs> You're creepy. Yeah. 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 That's like when we were talking about how old is too old to go to the club. Yeah. How old is too old to, <laughs> to be in a dolphin. team dolphin orgy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the answer is 20. Because then you're not a teen anymore. 20 dolphin years. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What do you got? All right. So uh, I want to talk about bonobos. Do you know what bonobos are? They, like monkey kind of things, Monkey right? kind of things, yes. Uh, so they are uh, humans' closest relatives are chimpanzees and bonobos. We're all in the same, like, subtree or whatever. So uh, they're, they're super human-ish in a lot of ways. But what's interesting is talk about liking to fuck. <laughs> oh my god okay so bonobos get their bonobo on yes they do so no, that's all i have bonobos Great. like to fuck all right my turn <laughs> um no so bonobos are sort of like the poster child for animal sexuality they just bang they bang everyone they bang everyone all the time always for any reason and it has totally changed the way that they have structured their society even. so All the fucking? All the fucking, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so first of all, they do not form permanent monogamous sexual relationships with individual partners. So they fuck each other so much, it's impossible for a bonobo to know who their father is. Because <laughs> pregnant or not, the ladies are taking it all the time. Oh, and the result of that on their society is that it's mostly a female and son-based hierarchy. So, for instance, the, the, they're, they're still um, bonded like humans are in that the, the, the mothers clearly very much care for their children. Mm -hmm. But any child has no idea who their other parent is, just who their mother is. So the women have all the power in their society. Like, oh. Men don't have their own status any male children, they are put in the hierarchy of their society. Wherever their mother is, that's where they are. 
I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to figure out why, if they didn't know who their father is, how they knew who their mother was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It's because no. they offer extensive DNA testing. Yeah, next, I got it. Next, we're going to talk about birds and bees, Kyle. <laughs> and you're going to learn some shit about like how this works. So they also do not discriminate by sex or age. Men and women bang, old and young bang, every mixture combination that you can imagine. Everybody is banging everyone always for every reason. The only exception is that mothers and their adult sons don't hook up. Okay, you clear, You said adult sons. Yeah. What does that mean about their infant sons? I don't know. I'm just reading. Oh, uh, no, that makes me nervous that they had to say adult sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've dolphin. Okay, Bonobos, we talked to the dolphins about this. We need to talk to you as well. Mothers, don't fuck your baby <laughs> Bonobo children. Just let them. They got plenty other fucks to fuck in the Bonobo community. Mamas, don't let your babies get fucked by your daddy. <laughs> Is that a real song? <laughs> no, it's uh, don't let your mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> so I kind of like this one because it... <laughs> When a when a pack when a family a clan of bonobos find a new source of food like they come around the corner and oh here's a great big bunch of bananas, they get excited about that and they immediately have an orgy together. They're just like, <laughs> we got all the food, let's fuck. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> they are it's like, when was the last time I was really excited? Probably like five years ago. I'm um, like. <laughs> A Britney song comes on, and you just get hard immediately. Like, oh my god, I gotta fuck something, someone, someone out here. Or like, maybe that's why like so many people fuck after going to the gay clubs. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is my jam. I love this. Let's all fuck each other. Yeah. <laughs> I get it, bonobos. I get it. <laughs> Another part of this is that bonobo clitorises are larger and stick out more than in other mammals. So if you compare, a young bonobo is about half the size of a human teenager, but she has a clitoris that is three times bigger than a human's and is visible enough to waggle as she walks. (laughs) (laughs) The word waggle. I don't. Okay, can you? There's a researcher who, like, I wonder who the the Krista of Bonobos is. Like, uh, her name is Dr. Susan Block. Wait, she, really? Yeah, she's written. Shut up. She's written several books, including the Bonobo Way, and uh, the Bonobo Way: the the evolution of peace through pleasure. The reason for that second book, uh, the evolution of peace through pleasure, is chimpanzees when they encounter other chimpanzees in the wild immediately try to kill them. And they're successful in that, especially male chimpanzees. They like is that like a dominance thing? It's or? a dominance thing. They bash them over the head with a rock. In bonobo society, when two groups of bonobos come together, they engage in competitive fucking to decide who the winner is. And that's how they settle their disputes. Okay, I didn't say this, but that's what dolphins do too. They like <laughs> fuck for dominance. Yeah, yeah. But, AKA they they fuck. But like, but, but it's a it's a it's a pleasurable kind of, like like they legitimately they make love not war like <laughs> they literally make love not war do you think if we like went to i don't know syria and we were like ripped off our clothes they ripped off their clothes and we all just fucked and then figured out like oh yeah you you got me good 
Syrian army dude. Like, all right, you win. We'll leave you alone. I really think that that's just what we need to do with the Pope. Or like, our, <laughs> our, yeah. <laughs> or like all of these Christian people out there that are so sexually repressed and they hate everybody and they oh. hate everything and they want everybody to die. Like, let's just you get can, naked and fuck. You know, <laughs> I will offer my butthole on a <laughs> on a golden godless platter. Like, it's just it'll it'll you'll you'll be cured. Let's see. By the way, we will also have Doctor Susan Block. <laughs> Was that her name? I hope so. We will Susan have Block, Dr. We will Susan Block. have her on the show as well. We could just do an animal fucking episode. <laughs> Wait, this is not the animal fucking episode. Know, I don't know. So <laughs> turning into that. Um, and let's see. The last thing I wanted to say is, oh, th- they also um, they make out. Oh, they that's uh, kind of cute. They engage in what we would call a French kissing. <laughs> they seem to just enjoy it. They have oral sex. They yeah. stimulate each other's genitals with their mouths. Gotta. And the, the <laughs> this is my this is the last thing I'll say about bonobos, and then I think it's just so awesome that many bonobos have sex, quote unquote, as a greeting. <laughs> They're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. Let's fuck. And then they do, and that's just how they say hi. <laughs> they like shake with hands with their dicks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, I generally hate the phrase like, oh, that person or that thing is my spirit animal because <laughs> yeah, it's so played out, but Bonobos might be my spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I'm reincarnated as a Bonobo. Oh my like, God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Fucking for dominance, by the way, sounds pretty hot. <laughs> or just as conflict resolution. You're yeah. like, you're like, you're haggling at the grocery store. Like, oh, that's $8. <laughs> nope, it's $10. All right, we're going to figure this out. Take your pants off. <laughs> oh, I would just find hot guys at the grocery store and be like, this is my aisle. And you'd be like, wait, no, it's not. And I'd be like, prove it. <laughs> Uh, should we just stop the episode there? <laughs> Kyle needs a minute. Is it He's weird gonna... that I'm sexually aroused by your story about bonobos? It just means you're excited because we found a new source of food. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is a good lead into... Yeah, your turn. Go. Bestiality. Oh. Oh. Okay, by the way, I am on a list. If I wasn't before, I'm on some weird list of let's keep an eye out on this guy because I looked up a lot of stuff about bestiality. When I searched for it with an Wait, A in the... D- dolphin teen orgy didn't get you on that list? Like this was... The That's thing. this... <laughs> this took a tune. Well, oh, maybe it's the succession of dolphin orgy to bestiality that they were like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then and then you were looking for necrophilia and they're, they're like this guy. And then the, com- the NSA computers exploded. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> So that bestiality is the common, like, you know, slippery slope argument of, oh, if you allow gay marriage, then that means that bestiality and pedophilia and, you know, all these other things will come next. Just because, just because, like, because we're talking about what we're talking about, I, my brain thought slippery slope was like a sex act. (laughs) (laughs) It probably, I mean, it has to be. What would the slippery slope be? It's um, when you're giving, you're on your knees, you're giving a guy that's standing up a blowjob and then he comes on your back from there, like, and it just slides down and into your ass. Yeah. It's the slippery slope. It's the slippery slope. Yeah. (laughs) So surprisingly, not a whole lot you can find about bestiality. I think it's a topic people just don't like to talk about in spite of how common the rhetoric 
is of you know that's the next step after homosexuality apparently Um, and i was looking up like oh that seems so outdated now but it's really not like pastors say i saw all these examples of pastors saying it the ghana speaker of parliament since we're trying to be more international (laughs) he said that they would never allow homosexuality because it would lead to bestiality this year um ben carson said it in 2013 uh, Scalia said it in his 2003, like when he wrote his decision about that this. Guy. And then he confirmed it 10 years later when someone, a gay student was like, wait, do you still see? He was like, yeah, I stand by that. So it's still something that happens. The comparison that's made yeah. also something I learned just in case you need some more bestiality knowledge. Uh, zoophilia. <laughs> Often used interchangeably, but zoophilia is technically the sexual attraction to animals. And bestiality is the act. And often the act is not driven by a sexual preference for animals. So just because you do the bestiality doesn't mean you have zoophilia. Wow. Yeah. Is that like banging in prison doesn't mean you're gay? Maybe. Like you're not into it, but you got to get off. Maybe it's the same thing as the bonobos. Maybe they're fucking for dominance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sheep. Who runs this land? It's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take it. Those those sheep need to be put in their place. They need to know what's up. Are we going to talk about Enumclaw? What's Enumclaw? Uh, did you live here in 2005? No. No. So in 2005, a farm got shut down in Enumclaw, Washington, which is less than an hour from here, because, and this is my was my favorite phrase of 2005, <laughs> a dude got fucked to death by a horse. What? And the very best part, so they, like, it wasn't illegal at the time. There were no laws on the Washington State books that prevented this farm from letting people pay to come get banged by their horses. Oh, so he intentionally got fucked by a horse. A male horse. And then it didn't Fucked this guy and just wrecked his insides and he died. Oh, God. Like, I'm nervous about guys that are a little (laughs) above average. Like, can you imagine... What a trooper, really. That's like, true. Like, or maybe like this guy failed at it because he died. But no, I think he. I want to get <laughs> fucked to death. Like my <laughs> ideal way to go. Like when I'm old, I'm going to hire a hot young thing. And I just want to be like, fuck me until I die. <laughs> I want to die doing what I love. <laughs> There's a service. We should, <laughs> a death a death with dignity. <laughs> Don't pull the plug. Get plugged. <laughs> okay, so no, that's interesting like that you say what about What percentage are offended by this episode, do you think now? I Hey everyone, our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know all the ways in which we offended you. Um okay, so no, that's interesting. I think that that's what I found as well is a lot of people just because they don't even want to talk about it might not have laws in the books about it, yeah. which is really interesting that this is a big talking point of, oh, it's going to lead to this, but then they don't even care enough to put the laws right. in place. Right. So I'm going to tell you about a few examples. Okay. Denmark, they legalized same-sex marriage in 2012. Great. Yeah. Good for them. They're actually one of the first, no, the first country in the world that like recognized same-sex unions, you know, in some form. Danish law allowed for sex with animals if the animal didn't suffer. So this isn't just an ignorance or didn't do it. They allowed for it if the animal didn't suffer. Do they ask the animal, was that good for you? I don't (laughs) know what the barometer of that is. It was made illegal in 2015. So, Uh, hey, guess what? 
same-sex marriage legal 2012 fucking animals illegal in 2015 so it literally went the opposite of what opponents say yeah another example sweden same-sex marriage in 2009 bestiality illegal since 2014 literally the opposite of what people would think or no sorry (laughs) of what people that are against same-sex marriage say yeah yeah a couple examples on the flip side russia you know their feelings about same-sex marriage (laughs) yeah not idea 90 percent of people disapprove of same-sex marriage in russia great not yeah bestiality has been legal since 1903 oh it wasn't legal and then they were like rewriting some statute and they like kept the homosexuality part but dropped the bestiality part and it's been legal ever since great good for them good you know russia good for them just make your decisions that's fine i wonder how they feel about same-sex bestiality To like put him in a quandary. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we, is this legal I, or not?" I we almost know. like that, but we don't. But it's <laughs> that's okay. Here's one. I save this for last because I think you'll like it. Okay, wait. wait. What? <laughs> like it? How? <laughs> oh, I'm so nervous. Some <laughs> Texas. Yeah. Currently, bestiality is legal. Great. There. I, I think this is one that they just haven't gotten around to getting it on the books like you mentioned washington they they have a law that i think went through and will take effect in september so i think it's um, on its way by the way that's happening this year support for same-sex marriage has been growing and and flipped to you know supportive just barely supportive around uh 2015 so hey as texas has gotten more supportive of same-sex marriage also around the time they're putting a statute to make bestiality illegal so yeah yeah it's you know it's the opposite go fuck yourself well and trying to be diplomatic here so i'm just going to leave it as an exercise to the listener people who claim that we are a christian society and that we are our legal system is based on the ten commandments go through the list of ten commandments and tell me how many of them are illegal Mm. i mean yeah it's it's a it's a fact that we we're not founded in any religion um, that the founders intentionally made this a country that is free from a nationalized religion. So that's just true. Yeah, but specifically the Ten Commandments. People oh, okay. who think, oh, the Ten Commandments are super important. We should be hanging them on the walls in courtrooms or whatever. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Go through and read them and then figure out how many of them are illegal where you live. Hmm. Is bestiality one of the Ten Commandments? No? That's no. cool. All right. And, God doesn't mind. I mean, unless, unless the word covet means that. You can't covet your neighbor's oxen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably... Yeah. Commandment number 11. It almost made the list, but it got cut. <laughs> yeah. All right. What do you got? Well, uh, let's see. I We have to talk about penguins. We have to talk about penguins. We have to talk about penguins. And, of course, there's a little twist at the end, though. Ooh. Yeah. It's not really a twist. I think it's predictable. I'll, I'll get there. Okay. So... Uh, the the gay penguin story. Yeah, there was like it? yeah, there were like I I'm mixing this with the Parks and Rec episode about gay penguins. Yeah. So Flipper and Tux, I was gonna say that, but that's Parks and Rec. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, there were two, there were like gay penguins that everyone was like, oh my god, gay penguins, they're in love. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the reason that I'm following the last story with this one is talking about the expectations of especially religiously conservative people. So before the gay penguin story, there was a whole bunch of discussion. Uh, Christian organizations started lauding 
penguins as being the animal kingdom embodiment of God's morals because... Like the opposite of bonobos. Exactly, the opposite of bonobos because two penguins get together, they raise their little eggs as a family together. They're monogamous and committed. So they started saying, like, here's proof that this is God's plan for you sort of things. I didn't realize that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turns out they're wrong. But, <laughs> uh, that, that penguins are monogamous, but only uh, like a, a few seasons at a time. Mm, like around mating time? Around mating time, yeah. And, and sometimes they'll, like, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of penguins, and, and there, there are several of them that will be together for multiple seasons. But almost inevitably, they'll get broken up because dominant society that like they fight over which nest is the better one anyway so couples break up all the time but for the time that they're together they are monogamous and they are in uh, like one uh, pair of penguins will be together raising their brood um i think that's the same reason lesbians break up fighting about which nest is better (laughs) right and then roy and silo roy and silo were two male penguins that were living i think it was in a zoo in new york Silo, yeah. you know that penguin's gay. <laughs> right? Silo, come on. Right, right. They started displaying courting behavior towards each other. Now, I don't know what courting behavior for penguins it, what it actually looks like, but like Roy started saying, hey, Silo. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? And then he spit a bunch of fish on his face. Have you been working out? <laughs> Your flippers look very flippy. <laughs> It's a compliment in the penguin world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Then then they started tapping their feet under the bathroom stall at each other. And <laughs> They're tapping their, like, giant flipper feet. It's yep. really obvious when <laughs> when you're a penguin, if you want to fuck in a stall, because, like, one flip of the, the foot, yep. it's like happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest of feet. <laughs> um, uh, so they were flirting. And then, so the, the, the aquarium noticed, and then... They was they started just displaying coupling behavior, and I don't know how I feel about this. They tried to hatch a rock together. <laughs> they, found, <laughs> they found an approximately egg-shaped rock, and they started treating it like it was their egg. I love that. <laughs> I want to do that. That sounds so adorable. Right? Right? But, like, it's also a little bit devastating because you're like, fellas. Yep. That will never be your baby. Yep. They took away the rock and gave them a plastic egg, a fake egg that they made for them. Huh. And they started taking care of this egg like it was theirs. But in between there, uh, between the time when they took the rock away and when they gave them the fake egg, they tried to steal other penguins' eggs. Oh. <laughs> they were like, no, we... Our rock is gone. We need a baby. And you, and you know, in the penguin world, gay adoption isn't legal. Right. So. Yeah. 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 So, so, so they were like, "Hey, could you maybe go next door and ask for a cup of sugar?" And <laughs> while they're not looking, climb in the window and steal their baby. <laughs> it's like a classic sitcom. Like you distract them. <laughs> I'm gonna take their baby. And like, oh, look, we have a baby. Yeah, um, they were trying to steal eggs from other penguins. So. What happened was there there was a, a a male and female penguin couple. Most penguins either have one or two eggs at a time, depending on their species. And this couple had previous times had two eggs 
and one of them consistently would die because they weren't capable of taking care of two eggs for whatever reason. So the next time they had two eggs, they took one, figuring it was going to die anyway because these two parents were idiots, and they gave they gave their extra egg to Roy and Silo, who then raised it. It hatched. It was a girl. Uh, they took care of her. The zoo, the aquarium named her Tango. Mm-hmm. And then, I, I don't think that this... So at the time, the New York Times wrote about it, and everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, this is this is fantastic, right? Yeah, it might not be the Christian <laughs> right, exactly. animal we thought. Which is sort of, it, was, it became fuel for the culture wars. It really did. Then they broke up. They broke up because they were pushed out because... At gentrification or something i don't know um <laughs> silo it's it's not you it's yeah, me yeah prices you... went up in their neighborhood and they couldn't afford their nest anymore so <laughs> they they decided to to go their separate ways so <laughs> uh silo ended up hooking up with scrappy that slut i knew silo was a slut the moment you mentioned him scrappy is a girl <gasps> you bisexual slut <laughs> and and then they raised other eggs oh um, what was the other one's name roy roy just watched from like the window that he crawled in to steal the egg like he just had to watch from afar well and okay then cry and start cutting himself uh, oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> he had to go to rehab it was this whole thing penguin yeah. rehab um no uh, so I, I, <laughs> apparently it's a thing that penguins do uh, unattached male penguins who can't find a mate end up hanging out together like it like a penguin convent or something or penguin monastery and, and, <laughs> and Roy ended up joining a group of unattached male penguins doing bachelor things oh it was like a singles group yeah exactly exactly I think unattached male penguins should be like the name of our group of friends now <laughs> um, uh, and we've all got our silos uh, exactly I think I think the very best part though is that Tango, their daughter, ended up being a lesbian. She got together. <laughs> she got together with another girl penguin, and and uh, the the aquarium also gave them extra eggs, and they raised um they raised a family also. So clearly, being raised by gay parents makes you gay. Makes you gay rubs off on them and and turns you gay. Yeah. Uh, we're we're validating one of the one of the stereotypes. So, the, and I'm just, so I'll end the segment with just the fuck you quote of the century. Warren Throckmorton. How about that for a fucking name? Warren Throckmorton. I hate him. Of the Christian right organization Focus on the Family. Hmm. Said, quote, for those who have pointed to Roy and Silo as models for us all, these developments must be disappointing. Some gay activists might actually be angry. Like, because we're at the time we're trying to say we are gay marriage. Love is love. We deserve the same rights. And they were like, no, look, the gay penguins can't even fucking get it together. Yeah. And it's Silo and Eve, not Roy and Silo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then the, the, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force responded by saying, maybe the actions of two penguins is not a good way of answering the question of whether sexual orientation is a choice or a birthright. <laughs> Suck on that. Suck on that. Anyway, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you have? Um, my next thing, I want to talk about dogs. Okay. I wanted to tell you that I have come out to my dog Reynolds as, as a secret redhead. Really? Yeah. I die this 
every day because the red every night I wake up and it's just back to red. You do really well. Thank like, I you. never see your roots. Yeah, very natural. When yeah, that's because we never fucked. Do the drapes match the carpet? Nope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. No. Uh, yeah. I've I've told him I'm gay. The reason I did this, or how 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 but how? No. So I wrote this um, piece that I was. He can't read. <laughs> I gave him a note. <laughs> I presume he read it because he ate it. So, um, no, I, I wrote this piece that I ended up performing at a queer kind of artist exhibition. I don't know. Artist performance series. A group of unattached male penguins. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, and I was talking about coming out to a bunch of different people and I was telling various stories. It was, you know, partly true, partly fake. So one uh, section was about coming out to my dog, which I hadn't actually done. And then I was like, you know, like this is both fiction and nonfiction, but I'm actually going to do this before I read it so that at least this part is true. Mm-hmm. And I came out to him. Uh, we were at a park. <laughs> and so I like, I actually kneeled down next to him. I told him I was gay and he looked at me still with his tail wagging. He licked my face and then he wanted to keep rolling around in the grass mm-hmm. like he did. I just think I, it made me realize that one, it's just like validating to say it and get love and just get like this dog does not give a fuck right like, yeah he is yeah, yeah, yeah. happy he loves me his tail is wagging and i also thought about like if i remember the first time i came out it was so hard to say the word mm-hmm. say i am gay mm-hmm. like that phrase is just so hard to say or at least it was for me the very first time i remember practicing to myself oh really like, like just like I would whisper it like I'm gay like and it's it's hard I wish it's really I hard I wish I did that yeah I didn't so I thought that's a if anyone out there has not come out and you have a dog or a cat or a gerbil or whatever that's one way to practice and it's so validating to see that like something that you love does not care at all about it well and you could come out to your dog as straight too that's right? true like just because that should maybe be a thing like we should be comfortable just speaking about our orientation yeah or how about the reverse pretend that your dog that loves you unconditionally and that you love pretend that they just came out to you oh or pretend that you're gay and you have to come out to your dog and see what happens if you are gay yeah try like try out saying the words have you come out to your dog no, but I will after this. All right. And we, we want to hear from you. Tell us tell us your story about coming out to your pet. Yeah. We're going to get one person that was like, I came out and my dog sat in a corner, <laughs> would not look at me anymore. <laughs> His firm beliefs in, in heterosexuality. I came out to my cat and it bit me because cats are fucking dicks. <laughs> okay. Then again, <laughs> I tried to pet my cat once and it bit me. So consistent <laughs> behavior across the board. But nothing changed. It he was, still hates it was me. an asshole before is an asshole now. <laughs> Sorry to all cat people, but you're just wrong. Yeah, the cats are... <laughs> I can't deal with cats because they're so... We have to be careful. We have to be careful. Oh, no, I'm going to get this is another thing that we're going to get an email about. No, cats are fine. They're if you have a cat and that's your thing. Great. They're just not for me. I they all want to kill me. I promise you all cats want to kill me. I was going to say something way less nice. Like, I'm pretty sure that people who listen to podcasts, more of them own cats and we should be nice. (laughs) (laughs) I listen to podcasts all the time and I have a dog, so. Yeah, but... You are wrong. Okay. 
What do you got? Oh, what do I have? Okay. Uh, last but certainly not least, seahorses. Ooh. Okay. I don't know your thing, but I, the one thing I know about seahorses. Yeah. Can I say this? Yeah. This the male carries the babies in the little pouch. Yes. So seahorses are relatively unique in in the universe because the male gets pregnant. Wait, did they? So they actually get pregnant? I thought they just carried them around in their little seahorse. No, so uh, what what happens is the, the the male has an in, an internal pouch. You're right about that, and sperm swim around in that pouch, and the female inserts like a dick, <laughs> a part an ovipositor into the male's pouch, releases all of the eggs, and that's where the eggs get fertilized. Hmm. So, it's not just that the the eggs are fertilized and the male carries them they're actually fertilized inside of him already oh. and he carries them to term gets a big old pregnant belly and it births them so yeah the did you know the only other example in the animal kingdom is arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. the movie junior yep yep the other th- a couple of other things about seahorses that i really enjoyed they for many many years were thought to be a monogamous species and that pairs mated for life. This is another situation where they thought that they were like humans and that like they were together forever mm-hmm. and and uh, were, were monogamous. And then in a 2007 study, 15 aquaria, which is the plural of aquarium apparently. Who knew? 15 aquaria studied 90 seahorses of three different species. And the study, <laughs> the study concluded that Seahorses are, quote, promiscuous, flighty, and more than a little bit gay. (laughs) (laughs) I've been described with exactly that same quote. I know. (laughs) I should add that to the website, really. Yep. (laughs) Um, uh, Out of of, a little over 3,000 sexual encounters that they looked at, 37% of them were same-sex acts. Shut up. That's a lot of gay fucking. Yep, gay fucking. And they like to flirt. Apparently, they do little things like uh, they tie their tails together and float around as a pair, or they will tie themselves around the same blade of grass and hang out and swim around it in circles. Like they that's do kind of the, adorable. They do all of these really adorable things, but like pretty often, uh, it's uh, gay stuff. Huh. And they're also bi. They're almost all their bisexual behavior is super widespread. So both sexes don't seem to show a partner preference in a lot of different kinds of seahorses i Uh, never knew like i knew some animals were gay or like did gay sex stuff but i didn't realize every example we've talked about there's some bi stuff going on too with animals so yeah yeah so maybe my maybe i should be nicer to bi people because they are a thing they are real (laughs) In, in animals and in us and then i will end my segment about seahorses by saying and I think this is awesome and inspirational. The sexual attractiveness of a male seahorse is directly related to how big its belly is. So the fatter you are, the hotter you are in the seahorse world. I wish I could be a seahorse. I was just saying, okay, maybe I'm changing my spirit animal again. No, no, I still like the like greeting or like we found bananas. Let's fuck. Okay, you can be the seahorse. I'll be the bonobo. Fair enough. <laughs> Our new nicknames. Our new nickname. Oh God, please no. <laughs> that was all for animals. That's all for animals. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to take a break? We can take a break. Let's take a break. 
Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. We're we're back. We're back. We're back. <laughs> uh, we're gonna do case and straightest. But first, I wanted to. Well, we just you just played uh, the break song. Yeah. Feedback so far. Carly loves it. Alert listener slash serial texter Carly. <laughs> she wants the file so she can listen to it on repeat. Yeah, which when I was making it, I had to listen to it on repeat a whole bunch. And there are diminishing returns. But the, the sediment <laughs> is really sweet. Um, and also uh, on our Facebook group, Landon Harris, uh, uh, he pointed out that in the music episode, you, you mentioned that Beyonce is not on the list of, of queens of pop. Question and, mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. Yeah, and so he wants to introduce us to the Interabang, mm -hmm. which is a question mark and an exclamation point in one character, like just like printed over each other. It's the combo of both marks. And it now needs to go on everything that we do all the time, always. At first, I thought the interrobang was like when you send through the office mail, like some porn. Oh. You know, like you send a dick pic through the office mail. I thought the interrobang was like what you get threatened with at the police station if, if you know, you don't answer their questions. I, I also thought it could be uh, fucking someone of a different uh, race. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to be on the Facebook group, make comments. Read about the what the real interrobang is and not the fake ones that we just made up. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash group slash gayish podcast. podcast. <laughs> I forgot what it is. And our hotline is amazing and I love it and I want people to use it all the time, always for everything. Text us or leave us a voicemail. Our hotline is 5855 gayish. That's 585 542 9474. Apply. Non standard rates apply. <laughs> we changed it. No. Abnormal rates apply. Queer rates apply. Which is, those rates will show up about two hours later than you invited them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had this thought too. Uh huh. Uh, if people want to just do shout outs. Uh huh. I'm I'm happy to read shout outs over the air like happy birthdays or anniversaries or anything like that. Oh, we could celebrate like gay coming out anniversaries yeah. like oh, you came out a year ago. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, we'll just play it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, there's the three R's rate review and subscribe. <laughs> We're on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Yeah. Uh, gay and straightest. Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest. Let's see. Hold on. Should I go since I'm ready? Well, I was looking at... Uh, you went last time. Oh. I have a list now. Oh. Are we going to try to, like, swap off? I mean, we can. Okay. You, you went the last two times. Oh. So it's like... Show my dominance. <laughs> you bonobo. <laughs> You're such a bonobo. <laughs> yeah, so uh, gays and straightest this week... Um, the uh, the straightest thing I did this week by far was go and attend a national fraternity conference in Orlando. It was, you know, fifteen hundred frat guys all in one location of, mm -hmm. of all kinds of ages. And like, I mean, I I know that you think that frats are super super gay, oh. uh, like at least in in your dreams. Yep. But so straight, so much just just straight guy, just alpha male macho carburetors. Uh, Megan Fox. Yeah, it was super straight. Super, there are a lot of testosterone <laughs> involved. 
You're not convincing me <laughs> that it's a straight thing through any of the things you just said. Um, and then uh, the, the gayest thing that I did this week was last night. I went to the Capital Cider up on the hill here. There used to be Musical Mondays, and they did it for a long time, and everybody would get together and, and watch videos of show tunes and, and sing, just crowd singing. They lost their venue, and they finally found a new place, that's Capital Cider, on Tuesday nights, and they're calling it Act 2, but it's spelled T-U-E. So I went to Act 2 last night, and it is just the gayest shit you've ever done. Like, they put on, like, a big, on all of the TV screens around the room, like, The Little Mermaid, and we all sang Under the Sea together, and it's just this massive swarm of dudes and... Gays? you, none presumably of them, none of them are straight holy <laughs> shit there's just no way i i imagine this is also drag queen haven were there drag queens there i didn't see any drag queens there but apparently huh. apparently they quite often uh come in and help host um uh, i just didn't happen to see any there last night it reminds me a lot of a bar called sidetracks in chicago same sort of a concept or same format just everybody gets liquored up and sings well-known songs broadway tunes and and musical movies uh at the top of their lungs and it's really awesome oh that sounds great okay so my gayest thing was i went to a sex shop to buy lube and when you walk in it's like an older guy and a giant guy both in like not even underwear like portions of underwear that have come together to like <laughs> block a minimal amount of of things and that's just normal though like that's it's called doghouse leather like that's wow. just how they how they roll and like so you're just interacting with this big dude that's just like oh you want no i actually recommend this lube he gave me a he put a sample on my hand oh so my I could God. feel it. Like at Costco, like, <laughs> like yeah, free samples. <laughs> so then I my hands were all luby. I was yeah. like, well, what do I do with this? So I masturbated. No, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that I just it was felt super gay that that was just a normal thing to walk into in the sex shop. Lube shopping is gay. Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and then it got gayer. And then it got gayer. <laughs> uh, the straightest thing is I recently rewatched How I Met Your Mother. Okay. I think that's a straight show. It's just like soup. Like if they can make Neil Patrick Harris straight, it's straight. It is straight. <laughs> it's just like straight people problems, which uh, you know, legit. It's it, but it's just a different world than us. And I still like the show. I think it's funny, but it's just in rewatching it, I realized how straight of a show it was. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. It's like right in there with football and Megan Fox. Yeah. So I think that's it. So that's it. This has been Gayish. Special thank you, of course, to Charlie Finn for our theme music. And to all of you, our listeners, we appreciate you listening. And all your feedback and emails and texts. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. And hear me. I will sing Hey And by the way Do you hear What your words bring Oh, P.S. I'm gay-ish This is the part where Mike and Kyle end the show Ha <laughs> ha!